Blog Talk Radio. Power to the people. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hours show and get the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Full with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates sweep their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26 tour the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Let's go. What up, everybody out there in War Room Nation? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. We got B. Austin in the building. Look, we're in week number 14 of the sports shutdown due to the global COVID-19 pandemic. But on top of that, America is still in a volatile state. Amongst its citizens, and this week, we're going to discuss some of the related stories that seem to have angered some of our white followers. Man, I was on uh, our Facebook page today. Uh, B. Austin was on for a little while, and it just seemed like every little subject we posted that had anything to do with race relations, it it was bringing them out like T.I. on a Jay-Z song that they both got from Big. Um, so, look, keep it locked right here. Because uh, we're we going to we try to get to the bottom of this anger. We may or may not be going the whole two hours. But if you want to get in on the conversation while it's still going, make sure you sign in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or join us on Facebook or Twitter where, you know, all of the other soldiers are right now. So, look, we, we're also going to be taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Before we get started. Definitely go to warroomsports.com during the week. Check out all the, the network shows, all of our War Room Sports TV content. Just check out everything. Just go to the middle of the page, and you'll see all the content that pops up for War Room Sports. Man, I want to give a shout-out to everybody on the War Room Sports podcast network. Um, we're a little hyped today, so we're not going to name everybody by name because we got to get into some stuff. Uh, what up, bros? Another week in America. <laughs> They done got me off my Yo, a little bit today, man. What's what's up with y'all? Yo, I'm 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 trying to maintain hope for my baby, nope. but my official position is you can get the bell ready. Yo, white supremacy and racism is the premier defining culture of the United States of America. Yo, to take white supremacy and racism away means you don't have America anymore. Yeah, 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 and and, <laughs> yeah. and they're fighting for that. They are fighting for that right now, and you can see it on every single Facebook post. Like we, we've had, we've had our quote unquote supporters, followers, you know, haters that like to argue with us, whatever you call them, whatever you classify them as. We've had a certain number of them throughout, um, you know, the history of us having social media page, us having a company, us having shows. Um, but it seems like lately, and I guess as the numbers grow on that page, I don't even know why, because it's not like we reach out. Like, I, my our whole plan 
around our social media when we first started was to, you know, have a specific target audience. And that didn't mean that that didn't include white people, but it also kind of included people who weren't afraid to have this dialogue as adults because we never shied away from having these type of conversations, no matter who was in the room. Um, It seems like a different ilk has, has, entered the fray on our social media pages as of late. Um, and y'all are welcome as everybody else, but just know you're going to get these verbal hands um, just like a lot of y'all did today. But what I've noticed, it doesn't matter how much verbal Bruce Lee we give to y'all. Y'all are not interested in listening and learning anyway. Like your, your mind is made up. Your perspective is your made up ass perspective. You don't care about what anybody else has gone through. And and sometimes it just seems like it's a waste of time. Um, shout out to Robert Moreland because during the one of the conversations today, you know, he kept posting that post where the dude is talking to the brick wall because he was basically yeah, trying to I tell me it. that I'm wasting my time. And he was right. He was right. But let's let's get into this because Yo, we're gonna talk about uh, a lot of out, stories that we uh, talked about today. I just want to give my perspective real quick though. Shout out to the Russian bots and also, um, <laughs> you know, yo. And also shout out to my black people. I love y'all. Like you know, y'all my brothers, man. And I and I enjoy watching y'all get a Bruce Lee hands. I just think I don't even want to have a conversation with him. Like yeah. you know, because I agree with Robert Morgan, man. But I, I enjoy watching y'all do y'all thing, though. It's kind of entertaining for me to sit back and just watch that. No, you know, and, but, and it's uh, still it's, it's it, no matter what they don't want to listen to, Jim. And no matter how the conversation ends, if the conversation ever ends. At, at the very least, they walk away knowing, like, all right, them dudes from World Room Sports ain't no, no Richard heads that we can just run all this BS by. Like, they, they see the intelligence. Yeah, that's, that's they know true. what it is but you know, the when we deal with World Room Sports. The one thing that's so. interesting to me, and I saw multiple posts, is how they just make the assumptions that all of us are Democrats and we just, like, <laughs> care about liberal Yo. politics. Jimmy, it's no longer oh. an assumption, though, because you can tell them 65 times, I don't align myself with either of your dumbass uh, political parties, and they will still <laughs> come every time. Like, well, y'all can keep voting for that stuff if you want, dude. Yo, like, are you looking yo, at it? It's crazy. But here, it's a couple things. Couple things that that I I notice and I think is going on. Like, you know, shout out to us because. You know, and I don't even know if I, I believe this. And Jimmy, Jimmy, about to shoot shoot this down. And I respectfully would take the bullet if he decides to shoot it down, because I think I know where he's leaning. But if there are some young, impressionable white males observing what it is that we do and having these conversations, then at least they're learning, and maybe they will be a part of changing the tide from the other side of the table, because. <laughs> we we, pro- I, I oh, we, we probably I'm won't not be allowed to do But yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. My problem, my thing is, I I just don't care. I don't care to work with them one way yeah, or another. Well, I, I know. So, I know. And and and, yeah, see, so and there's a part of me. There's a part of me that agrees with you. It's like, yo, rule for us. It's not my job to educate, teach, and extend an olive branch to the oppressor. Like that's not really our job. There's, there's, it's not really. There's literally. There was one comment as I was reading through the thread that that I came very close to like let my hand well I really let my hands go just responding when the boy when the boy was like 
So what y'all just want y'all own space, your own country? And and you know, y'all kinda ignored that and I was like, <laughs> I was like, like, yeah. like <laughs> I just gonna say yeah. Like that's cool but, with me. Like I mean, you know, but, but, no, no, but listen, it's yeah, but y'all I don't handle against, I don't handle against anybody, but I don't waste my I, I waste my energy into pouring into my people and try to put us in a better position. But the thing is, what I also recognize is we gotta fight on all fronts, right? And but I just find it very interesting how that that whole assumption that yo y'all 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 care about Obama like yo I don't like we, we slander Obama more than anybody else. Yeah, but that shows you, you know, that shows you. They don't they don't they don't they don't listen, they don't listen, and they're not into they're not into having an intellectual dialogue and discourse. They're not even real debaters. They come, they have no, their their minds made up, and they just they just want to get their they just want to get their shots off. And it's like, if you're listening to us, us, I can't speak for other black folks. Man, I hate the Democrats the Republicans. Yo, but here's my thing, though. Here's maybe one thing, I, maybe one thing more. Me, well, it's a microcosm of everything. It's almost like we see in sports, right? We, we're living in a, we live in a culture where you got to choose one or the other. Like, either you got to be D or you got to be R. You got to be Jordan, you got to be LeBron. Like, the whole idea of nuance and context is thrown out the window. So, Damn. Like what if I what if I feel like in certain elections I want to vote for one, certain I want to do like I'm literally registered as an independent, like because I just yeah. don't. Yeah, but that's what yeah. I was trying to tell the homie Dave Byers. I, I'm because I, he keeps saying the same thing, but I'm like, but you don't realize what you are because he comes on preaching that. Yo, Jim, oh, Dave, yo, Dev Mad, yo, Dev Mad, yo, he named me. He named me. No, I mean, Dave got a hashtag on our page and it didn't come from us. He, so he got I was trying hashtag. to tell the homie. And, and, and shout out to him because Dave, when nobody else was brave enough to, to do what the strangers are now coming on the page to do, he was always willing to have these conversations. I'm not mad at dude. I know, you know, I, I know where we are. I know what to expect. Um, but I kept telling him the exact same thing because this is what he does. He comes on the page, tells everybody, oh, yeah, you brainwash and liberals and they tell you how to think and this and that. And I'm sitting here telling him, like, first of all, dude, for the 64,000th time, I don't align with any political party. When it comes to voting for me, I vote for whoever has the closest platform to something that could benefit me. And in and, and essence, it's mostly, most of the time, it's, you know, basically two sides of the same coin. But after I told him that for the 64,000 time, like, you do exactly what you're saying everybody else does. You're just sitting on the other half of the sheep farm. You're sheeping for the conservative side, telling, you know, basically blindly spilling all of their ideology towards liberals, but you're telling them that's what they're doing. I'm like, you don't even realize that you're doing the exact same thing. And then, you know, our our conversation actually ended today with a a little bit of a touche because he came up my neck. Like, I guess when I kept telling him I don't align with any um, um, p- p- particular political party, he tried to challenge me. Well, have you ever voted for a Republican? I was like, yeah. He was on some year right. And then he was like, well, he didn't even ask me to name one. I was like, well, to name one that's still in office, I voted for Governor Hogan, who was, you know, who's the governor of the state that I believe you and I both live in. I think he's from Maryland. And he was basically like, Okay, fair enough. <laughs> like a like a touche. Like <laughs> dude, I'm not just saying this. And by and, and and there's nothing for me to gain by putting that out there publicly. You know how our people like to vote shame 
and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's I'm nothing to gain like, from me by putting this out there publicly that I voted for the that Republican was just a, that, That's my that's my. I'm pretty sure it's a million people calling that. me a coon at this very moment for voting for that's, one Republican. That was my observation with the whole <laughs> exchange you guys had today. Just like that whole, because all of them, um, the other the other bot too, like. They just kept making that assumption. And I'm sitting there like, why are they making that assumption? Like, that's that's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But that, because but them, like they're not interested in listening or reading anything you have to say. They have preconceived notions about every single black person. I mean, we talk about this all the time in, in other contexts, you know, out in the street. Like, I had to tell my son, when you get a little older and you're out when you're not with us, like, there's going to be people who aren't even going to try to figure out or learn that you're a straight-A student, that you're from a good family, this and that, they're going to view you the way they want to view you. And most of the time, that's going to be as a Yeah, that's true. They come to the that's page, true. they view us as they think, you know, give just give away our vote to the first Democrat that's going to ask us for it. Like, dude, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I overrun the vote Republican because that's not true. It's been a few. For me, you tie into a piece of the conversation that pulls me back from apathy because at, at some at some level, you know, Jimmy, and, and I'm not trying to trying to articulate what your viewpoint or belief is, but there's some things that you've said mm-hmm. that I, I take I take to heart and I believe you know, independence as opposed to acceptance, right? So having this mm-hmm. conversation for me personally I don't give a rat behind what anyone thinks unless you actually care about me and my best interest. Outside of that, I really don't, I don't bang with you. But to Deb's point, it really hurts me when I think about how the picture of my children on a book cover basis. It's like, I think think we... I think we engage in these dialogues for that very reason, to see if we can do anything to make the future easier for them. Because I'm with Jimmy. Jimmy sits here and tells me, Doug, I don't even know why the hell you talk to them. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with them. And most of the time when Jimmy tell me that during a, any you know, particular <laughs> engagement, that usually makes me something click in my head and I just stop. I'm going to tell y'all later. Yeah, you, just fall, you, just fall, you just fall back. Listen, though, I mean, but you don't right, want right, right. leave. And, and because I'm always like, I'm like, you're right. And, but then I think about it, I'm like, that's really the only reason that I even care, you know, to, to, to still you know have what? this conversation in America. To your point, right? To your point, and I think that's an amazing point. And I've had this conversation with people. To your point, that's the reason why you have to fight for independence because that's the only answer because – Trying to solve it the other way, we'll never. We've been we've been on this hamster wheel forever, right? This is why you fight for your own independent everything. When you have your own independent everything, then it's different because you come to the table with power. That's the one thing that's not being talked about, and this is power. We don't need your sympathy. We don't need your emails and all this. No one's giving up power. Power is where it's at. So you build your own power. You come to the table with something different. One of the yeah. reasons why you know people feel like they can kill a black person is because there's no reper- there's no repercussions behind that. Right. You, know, right. Really no, you don't have a whole me, I, you don't have a whole community like you know. I think I think subconsciously because I never really thought about it and expressed it out loud until now. I think subconsciously it's kind of like, all right, I'm gonna try a couple more times 
You know what I mean? To see if I can get this through to somebody. Other than that, you know, if it don't work, I'm gonna just give my kids these straps. Whoever 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 the listener is who's going to listen to these wonderful pieces of informational art that we put together a hundred years from now, when you're listening back, the, the catalyst for this particular conversation is LeBron James coming oh, out they, and they, saying I'm gonna put they, oh, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. My bad. My bad. You tell me also, you tell me also, you tell me also, you send B. Austin the show rundown for no goddamn reason. Look, man, we're going to get into all of this right now, man. Let's get into these hot topics. Look, War Room family, before we do, we got to pay some bills. So, look, when, for, when sports finally return and, and we can somewhat get into some kind of lighter conversation some of the time, y'all know how we do. For 10 years, you know, it's not always just light sports, but y'all can make a ton of bread sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, I think this is the time that you can get your account up and running, learn how to use the platform so that you're ready when the games start back up. Um, when they do return, you can lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports by joining the war room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you're tired of getting excuses when it's time to collect on your bets, that's why we urge you to give it a try. You win, they pay out. No hassle. You're basically wasting your time sports betting anywhere else, except for a couple that I might be able to think of. But they even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after the game uh, after the game starts. Join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use promo code WARROOM, all caps, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. Be awesome be trying to just totally tear up all of our segues and order of bandwidth sending you emails, man. Uh, real he quick, and this, is something, <laughs> this is something that um we talked about earlier. Okay, you guys, this is all good. If, if, if you guys uh, checked out any of our social media pages, it was posted on there, but um, it's on World Room Sports TV as well and our YouTube channel. Um, Roger Goodell, he made a statement last week um, basically apologizing to NFL players and giving you an insight on what he now thinks about protests. And, again, we're just going to wrap it up in a nutshell. Um, In his statement, he said, we, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. He went on to say, we, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. Um, So, you know, it seems as if uh, Roger Goodell, Roger Goddell, as we uh, affectionately call him, he's basically coming out to say we were wrong. You guys can do what you do. Uh, we, we, We see the light now. I'm not sure how many people out there, especially black people, actually believe that this is sincere because we're living in a time in the past week or two where every major company that you can think of has made a statement claiming that they back black people. And only a few of them that I've seen has even done as much as put their money where their mouth was. You know what I'm saying? I saw something like Instacart made their uh, little uh, statement, but they – back that up with a million dollar pledge to 
whatever. Even 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 the money though, like you know, we talked about this earlier this week, and we'll, I'll get you guys' opinion on it. Um, sometimes that stuff isn't enough because what they're saying in their statements all have something to do with finally acknowledging whether they believe it or not the the problem of systematic racism and oppression and white supremacy in this country. So systematic racism is not going to go away with donations, is not going to go away with statements. So what do you guys think about Roger Goddell's statement and how the NFL claims well, to Well, we don't believe you. We need more people. Where there you go. <laughs> Speaking of the NFL. Um, ahead, be awesome. Give us I, think I played, effect, a, I played a, a clip from his homie. <laughs> his man. Actionable item. The soon to be the owner, the hustler. Um, if it if it took him this long, to, so what what's going on? Even if they did that, at least that would be some form of protest. I mean, not protest, progress. Go ahead, my bad. Gave gave Camel gave Camel a team. It would be. Yeah. Um, he's lobbying for it. Um, at least but, at least a quarter million I, I, of the team. I'll say this. I'll say this, and then you know, Jimmy could light him up. Yo, honestly. If if there's limited or no risk in your admission, then what are you really admitting to? You're really studying the, the marketplace. I won't even say the tides and and the, the feedback of just the general populace. You're studying the marketplace and consumer response to all of this. You're watching the brands that advertise with you take a step, whether it's sincere or not, towards that cause and so now is a time when you can come out and say or make this apology and actually look better and endear a certain part of the populace to you as a brand it's not something that you're doing where it's going to cost you anything or you're risking anything with the apology and you're making a statement on something that we all know with with a league that's over 70 percent african-american of course, you 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 knew. You would have never apologized had George Floyd's neck never been stepped on to his death. So, it's my take. No doubt. All right, for me, for me, uh, as stated on uh, our YouTube channel, make sure you guys go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Is at Warroom Sports. Go to YouTube.com/slash/WarroomSports because uh, content is coming out there. Be awesome! Just drop something today. But um, as stated in the video we did there, man, I just find the whole thing funny. The whole hashtag inspire change. Yo, hashtag make change. Stop trying to inspire somebody and actually make some change because you're in a position of power, in a position to do something. So stop talking to me about you inspiring change. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as B. Austin said, it's, it's, it's looking at what's going on in the world. And here's what I find interesting. I was reading the other day that um, the world, Craig. In, terms of, in terms of what's going on in the world, the the uh, millennials are becoming and uh, actually the millennials already have uh, the biggest spending power right now. There is a generation after them, right? Um, so what's happening is old people are dying and they're fighting. The those that are still here are fighting for their their beliefs and ideals, and then pouring it into some of the younger ones. But a lot of the younger ones don't see this world the same way. So maybe there's hope in the kids, right? <laughs> maybe there is. You know, like again, I'm still about independence, but maybe there's hope in the kids. 
So what's happening is you have consumers that are dying off. You have to appease these younger consumers coming up who don't have the same beliefs as these older people. So you're going to be forced you're going to be forced to make change whether you want to or not, which is why you see all these brands Yo, and shout out to someone told me <laughs> I didn't even I don't even check my email that often when I get like stuff from companies, but someone told me, yo, Best Buy CEO sent everybody email at, like four in the morning. I'm like, yo, my man don't even got enough respect to send you nothing during working hours, man. He said it's uh, you know, that was that was an auto job. But that's either here or there. But um all these different companies, man, if you see the and I'm pretty sure you guys just like me, like your inbox and everything is flooded. Like Man. you know your 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 pages of companies and your tweets and all that kind of stuff is like dude, you got it's out of control. But no one is talking about power. I saw Reebok <laughs> and Adidas talk about thirty percent of their hiring from now on will be black and Latinos, but no one's talking about the C-suite. No positions of power. Mm-hmm. So when are we gonna start talking about that? Yeah, I mean, and even in comparison. You know that that's that fact that you just mentioned. Like that's better than nothing, but in the you know in the end game, the grand scheme, none of this stuff is really going to change anything because we keep talking about the word systematic or systemic, whichever one you want to use. Like none of this and and the, the grand scheme of things is going to make any change. Everybody's going to apologize publicly, so you know. Try to try their best not to get their storefronts looted. <laughs> we stand with y'all, but what is it going to mean in a few months when everything, when all the noise dies down and we kind of ease back into the status quo? <laughs> then what? Now, then what? First of all, they just lost us to sleep right that. now for anybody who 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 cares I'll, about. I just want to say that the, um, the brother El Haj Malik El Shabazz said. If you stick a knife in my back nine inches, right, and then and then you pull it out, you pull it out six, and you talk about okay, now 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 we good. No, dog, <laughs> it don't work that way, man. Still in my back, doggy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So, like, what are we gonna do to completely get this knife out of our back? Even get our back stitched so up a little bit. I know what Bob Johnson said we should do to get. <laughs> Yo, shout out to uh, shout out to uh, the white people on our page today. Um, they, they they talk more Malcolm than we do. That's 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 you know. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. yo yo, Roger while, Cazell, while saying everything else, me, while saying everything else offensive to us, talk more Malcolm than yo, y'all. Roger, just, just add that to Roger the Cazell, offense. <laughs> if you really want to help, man, let me see you get on the line and start lobbying for this fourteen trill, man. That's what we need you to do. If you really want to, if you really want to impress me. <laughs> Hashtag join Bob Johnson. <laughs> Inspire that change. So, so or make sure you don't stop your daughters from BBC. I mean the news, the news network. Seeing what's on the news network. <laughs> so that's that, that's our um. You know, like I said, go to our YouTube channel. You know, you can get twenty more minutes on that same topic. Um. Real quick, I just wanted to mention That's to you guys, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, I mean, because the, the general theme of today's show is the news that makes them mad. But we got to talk about this for a minute. This is not necessarily one of those news stories. We started with one. Um, the NBA, there's an NBA faction who's not so bullish on restarting, you know, with concerns of safety. And we kind of alluded to this. Um, before we even heard anything like this, we talked about this a couple of times. Um, remember when we talked about that conference call between LeBron and 
Chris Paul and Kawhi, who probably didn't say anything. Um, just the, the biggest stars in the league, and they were the ones, they were kind of like the catalyst between, uh, for the let's start this back up, let's make sure we get the season done. And everybody always seems to think that they speak for everybody. Well, there's a faction now of about 40 players who had a call and they're not so sure that they want to, you know, start the season back up because they're worrying about their health. They're worrying about the ramifications of being away from their family. I guess you can call this the scrub call. Um, you have the superstar call. Now you have the scrub call and the scrubs is like, yeah, not so fast. So the NBA was already writing up uh, a provision in the plan to restart that's, supposed to not require players to restart the season nor subject them to discipline if they decide to stay home. Um, They would lose a portion of their salary for those games missed. But remember, we talked about this whole thing and, and, and we mentioned LeBron and all of those guys at this point, all of their legacies are tied to championships. Chris Paul, you know, he's the president of the Players Association. He's still a superstar point guard. He's trying to do something to somehow miraculously miraculously win a championship um, because that's going to be the knock on him when he's retired. You know, he's going to be the John Stockton of, well, he was this, he was that, but he never won a chip because that's how, you know, the masses judge everything these days. Um, But we, we said this before this happened, like all of those dudes, their legacies are tied to this and they're making decisions for other people who in, in 20 years, nobody's going to care if player A or player B has ever won a championship before. So what do you guys think about this faction of players who had a conference call who are not too sure if they want to go back into this bubble in Orlando? My All bad. Right, I was, I was muted. You know, but, uh, but um, the bottom line is I kind of saw this happening. I was like, yo, everybody mm-hmm. going to want to come back because <laughs> – I still don't know how you keep people completely safe unless you just really lock them in there, which is semi-torture, unless you let the IG models come through, but they got to get tested too. Jim, some of these dudes play just for a paycheck, and then they might get lucky to get on a team with one of them superstars and get a chance to win a, a, an NBA title or two. They're playing for the dough, and at some point the dough might not be worth, you know, the, the Might not be alternative. worth your health. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him at all. Uh, it's going to be interesting what the league's response is because, as we know and have said on this show m- a myriad of times, big business has no conscience. Big business has no ethics. The reality is they realize, realize that the superstars that came together on the banana boat call – those guys are the ones that drive the dollars in the league. No one's paying not one red cent to come and see iRenewable. They're just not. Yeah. Kevin Ollie. They don't care. So you take it all the right way down to the scraps of the, of the you have to, former scraps. <laughs> Jack, you can leave with middle dude. <laughs> you can win with middle dude. No one. No one's coming to see Jared Jeffrey, right? So. <laughs> The question then becomes the power of the banana. <laughs> the power of the banana boat boys and and that ban- the banana call which they've invited the mute to the banana gang 
It's like, yo, I I feel as though they are more powerful, obviously, than the scrap pile, the bums, the scrubs. So there's got to be a compromise. The compromise is, you know, Scrubby W, you can stay home. You know, banana boats, you can come. Now, the only the only incentive really now is if this scrub player movement gains some steam, the teams themselves are going to have to reach into their wallets and incentivize the uh, the bums to come in and fill those rosters out. That's what's going to end up having to happen. I believe. They can probably, you know, since they're going to make this, they're expected to agree on this provision that players don't have to show up and won't be disciplined for it, like, they might open up the, the free agent waters in that case. And I'm sure there's a lot of people sitting at home that's in a different situation. Like, these dudes are getting a check, and they have the option of not playing. There's some dudes sitting at home not getting a check and not getting their shot in the NBA, and this might, you know, loosen up the floodwater for at least them to get in on this restart and play the rest of this season or until – you know, something is done about Shout the out. virus where people feel feel comfortable. But but do you guys how much y'all put on it that Dame Lillard probably got this scrub call together, even though he's not one of them? How many mm-hmm. how, how much y'all bet that, that Dame how much you willing to bet he was that Dame probably called some of his scrubs like, yo, y'all need to do this because they using y'all, man. Like Dame no, he's not winning the chip either, so same as like, well, I can't really speak on the scrub call, but y'all need to get this together and, um, you know, speak out against this because they're using y'all. These dudes are trying to win chips. They're using y'all. Um, I'm willing to put a lot of money on that. All right. So um, let's, let's get into our stat of the week. I know we got uh, a few calls waiting on the line. We're going to get to you guys in just a second. Our stat of the week has everything – to do with what we opened the show with and what happened today on our social media pages, uh, namely Facebook. Um, our stat of the week, basically, our Facebook posts about LeBron James forming a group to help black people protect their voting rights led to over 250 comments from angry white folks. Uh, to be fair, some of the, you know, a lot of the comments were from us because we actually engaged. We decided to, you know, throw some hands today, some verbal hands. Um, But my, you know, it was so crazy how this made everyone mad. And like Jimmy said earlier, like they kept trying to push the whole Democrat, Democrat, Democrat thing where I kept saying, dude, this is not a Democrat and Republican thing for us. This is a black thing. This is about black voting rights. Once once those rights are protected, I'm an advocate for black people going out and voting for whoever the hell they feel like voting for, especially if we aren't doing anything to mobilize together, run our own candidates, be, the, be they black or white, just run our own candidates that have our interests 100% in mind, go out and vote for whoever the hell you want. You know, don't do the group think thing if the group think hasn't gotten you anywhere in all of these years. So if, if you know, what B was trying to tell y'all earlier, this post and this story about LeBron James, Maverick Carter, um, trying to get a celebrity group together to fight 
for the protection of black people's voting rights. This is what got everybody angry. This is what got all the race soldiers to come to our page. And, you know, basically, I don't know if it was a whole shut up and dribble thing because LeBron was taking a lot of heat for being in this, uh, this story. Why, why is it? <laughs> Maybe that's a bad question. But I'd ask you guys, why is it like that? Can't ask that question. Can't even ask why is it insert like that? In, insert, <laughs> Phil, insert Phil's uh, comment right here. But you know why? That's why. It's because you know of why. when yeah, you know why. It's because of it's because of assumptions, man. And I just got to give LeBron LeBron credit. You know, what I'm saying shot the court. I know that's your guy, but like not even basketball related because so LeBron gets more slander than like you know we, we get a, we get one tenth of the slander LeBron gets like. The white supremacists hate his guts, and I love the fact that they hate his guts because you're all you turning, guys, turning me into a fan. Turning me into a fan. All, all you guys, all you guys that do what you do in terms of saying what you say to us and LeBron, you're on the wrong side of history, and and that's what's amazing. Like we've seen this happen before. Why do you want to be on the wrong side of history? Why do you want to be no. on the? I know why because my you man, get the right history. You want to change your yeah, they're gonna change it. My man LeBron came out and said, "Yo, I'm gonna fight voter suppression." And why am I gonna fight voter suppression? Because historically, in the black community, it's been an issue: our right to vote, where it had to be written into uh, the laws of the land, and even that wasn't a permanent thing, right? So it, it has an expiration date. And now, voter suppression. When we do come out to vote. I want it to I want to level the playing field. It's been an issue black people's representation in the American polity system. Yo, for stating no, that dog, and I summarize I summarize for stating that they straight up called LeBron a racist. <laughs> I can go even further than that. I can go further than that, right? Um there is a there's a new service, a new streaming service called Quibi, right? Um this in, in Quibi it's it's amazing it's amazing uh, technology because it allows you to watch landscape or portrait and it like readjusts itself. But that's either here or there. So it's about five ninety nine a month and just pay this just, just bear with me. I'm going somewhere with this. Um, but you can get it free. You can get it free. You can get it free for ninety days, right? If you just go to Quibi and, and look it up. So, but on Quibi they have like partnerships with specific specific uh, entertainers or whatever. LeBron has a show on there. <clears throat> the show is documenting him opening up a school. So he's literally using his platform, resources, and connections to open up a school for disenfranchised children. Mind you, all of them aren't even black. They just come from different, different. You know, all of them come from tough environments, but they're all not black. Um, there's a lot of black, a lot of Hispanic, um, but there's also some poor white kids in there as well. So with that being said, as I'm watching this documentary, because I got the 90 day free trial, don't know if I'm gonna keep it or not. But shout to Quibi because I like what you're doing, but. Um, you know, just as an aside, Quibi is made for people that commute or go to work. So every every episode of a show on there is ten minutes or less. So it's made for the commuter. Um, but you know, where they dropped at a terrible time, considering they dropped when everybody's home. So <laughs> and uh, you right. know, bad luck on their part. But anyway, with that being said, while the, while I'm watching this documentary of LeBron opening a school, and it's like very, it's, it's one of them joints that you're going to have to look at the sky a couple of times when you see some of the environments these kids come from. These are tough environments. Like they're going through all sorts of stuff. And he's bringing them into the school, giving them Nikes, of course, because he's brainwashing them, but also feeding them 
And not only does he feed them, he provides jobs for their parents. This is like this is LeBron. This is his time for that. And they show like highlights of people in the media as he's doing this, calling him a racist, saying <laughs> that he's selfish. Like all, th- he's helping kids who have like no hope go to school, and they call him a racist for that. So at that point, when I see that, <laughs> I'm like, yo, LeBron is not with a cure for and cancer, not even all and it'll be problematic for some people. They're and not that's even the, all yo, that's the craziest but at, part. But at the same time, Jim, and, it's like he's but he's a racist for wanting to help his own community. Like, I, you know, it's so, like yo, yo, the the be, let's let's, un, let's unpack that. So bad. Let's, they let's want one of the clips, one of the one of the so clips in the bad. show. To be honest with y'all, and I, I, y'all y'all not gonna be surprised by this. One of the clips they showed on the episode, I think it's episode one, is Jason Whitlock going into LeBron to open up a school. Oh, I'm like, oh, yo. But what people like what people like him don't realize is like you can have your perspective, but you and you by doing that enable people to kind of like throw rocks because they're going to point at you and say, well, he said this, so you know, so. Yo, man, it's a it's a let me let me let me unpack that. Let me unpack that. I'm gonna let you go. I just want to say this real quick, but be awesome. My own my overall point I was making is he's using his resources and money to put kids who come from tough environments through school. And they're calling him a racist because of that. LeBron could literally solve to get a cure for cancer, HIV, diabetes, and syphilis. And they'll say, look, you know what? He's racist. It doesn't matter what he does. It just doesn't matter. He gave that cure to too many black people. He's a racist. Why he he only find a cure for high blood pressure? Is because they deal with it? Uh, Diabetes. He didn't care about white folks because black people get diabetes. Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's unpack. Let's un let's unpack this a little bit and and, and, and yeah, we gotta get to the phone line. Yo, white when when you hear a white person say white power, what comes to mind and what's the history behind those two words? Dave Chappelle. We know we we know we know already. When you hear someone say black power, what's the history and what's the, the context behind that? Okay, and you can go further. White love black love so historically when I, 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 when, 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 when when white people have said white power or done something it's been at the expense of another group of people black power in this country and the world over really hasn't been at the expense of anyone else it's, it's not a, a system of ourselves We're not even allowed to defend ourselves. We're supposed to accept the truth and the olive branch allegedly that's been extended of assimilation and stay in our place. Wow. That's 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 that. And that and that comes out in taking shots at LeBron. But I'm done, bro. Listen, since y'all talking about, you know, the whole LeBron thing from today and and, and on our social media page, I just want to give y'all. There's one little quick anecdote before we go to the phone lines. Um, another story from today's conversation. So I'm having this discussion um, with somebody on the page. And the first thing he comes on to that particular post and asks, um, well, what is black voter rights? You know, what's the difference between black voter rights and just voter rights? And I'm sitting here, the first thing I said to him was like, all right, so I'm, I'm not really sure if you're 
sincerely, genuinely asking this question because you want to have a dialogue and you want to know this information, or if this is a sarcastic attempt to dismiss, you know, the whole concept. I was like, but I'm, you know, but I'm going to go anyway. So I gave him the, the definition of, first of all, I went to the voter, voter right, Rights Act of 1965 and gave him all the facts from that. Um, I let him know that there are several pro- provisions in that Voters Rights Act that are expirable. Some have been extended when their expiration date came in the past. Some will expire in the future if they're not extended. Not necessarily the the pure right to vote is supposed to be something that doesn't expire, but the fact that certain provisions in that amendment expire, it still kind of jeopardizes the full right um, for black people to vote. And it's kind of messed up that we're in 2020 and we still have to extend this amendment, no matter what part of it that you have to extend, it's, it's just messed up. So I explained all of that to him. And then I said, on the other hand, what LeBron and his crew are trying to fight is voter suppression. Gave him the dictionary definition of, of voter suppression, gave him examples, um, all, all factual information. And he commenced to going for the next hour arguing to me that voter oppression doesn't exist. It's a, you know what they said, Jimmy, it's a Democrat, it's a liberal thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, I keep having to explain to them, like, I'm not talking about Democrats, I'm not talking about Republicans, I'm talking about black people. So, later in the conversation, to prove a point to me, this dude tells me a story. Says, yeah, in 2008 and 2012, I was able to walk around the corner Place my vote easily, no weight, no anything. In 2016, when I was was I was trying to vote for Trump, I had to drive 40 minutes, waited in line for three hours, and before I got a chance to vote, they said that their precinct was closed. So huh, here, there's your, you know, there's your voter suppression. I'm like, dude, Did you just argue me down for an hour and a half that voter suppression was a myth, but then told me a story of your own voter suppression? I'm sitting here thinking the only reason this whole time you you considered it a myth, because first of all, you thought I was a Democrat. I'm thinking I'm looking up all of these stories and I'm like, okay, voter suppression, the whole the term is like a dog whistle for Republicans because they're the ones that's always being accused of doing it. But in the whole time that I was talking about this. I never said it was exclusive to Democrats, Republicans, or black people. I just said it's something in the black community that we've dealt with for decades. It's a big problem, a big reoccurring problem. So I, I'm like, so even when I told him this, he was like, well, no, it's, it's not voter suppression. I just, you know, this is just something that happened to me. So I'm like, dude, I'm sure if we sat here and did some research we could probably put two and two together and find out why this happened to you without him, because I didn't, you know, I didn't need him on my team for this. I went into his profile, fellas. Remember, 2008, 2012, he had no problem. I go into his profile. Which state do you think this dude was from? <laughs> <laughs> Illinois. 
This dude was from Illinois. The candidate in 2008 and 2012 who won the election was the senator, Barack Obama, from Illinois, which is a historically blue state. So you're telling me how easy it was for you to vote in 2008 and 2012. I'm going on some of his pictures. I don't think he's a Jake Frombo. He don't look like the elite of the white people. So I'm like, yo, these are districts that they want to suppress too. I never said the Democrats didn't do it. So when Trump was on the ticket and they didn't, in Illinois, they didn't want you to vote Trump, they made you go jump through hoops and all of this kind of stuff. I'm like, you're not even seeing it because you don't want to acknowledge and call it what it is because you don't want to agree with me. That's the only, that's, that's the only reason. And, and then that conversation kind of ended. But look, I just so want to tell y'all that. So basically, you should have listened to Rob Morland. <laughs> basically, I should have listened to Rob Morland. I was talking to a brick wall. This dude argued me down for over an hour just to end up telling me a story of his own experience with voter suppression. Even when he and, and the homie Dave Byers teamed up to tell me that it was a myth, and I'm sitting here like, because he, this guy asked me, where's, where's your proof of voter suppression? I'm like, dude, well, if any of y'all had the balls to actually go down and speak to the people who, who you know, say that this has happened, you know, which I know y'all never will. Y'all just going to go on whatever Fox News tells you to do. If, if you would actually go talk to the people, then you would actually know. But you're not going to do that. And then he went on and told me a story of it happening to him. But he just won't acknowledge it, won't call it that because he don't want to agree with me. So you know how I stopped <laughs> today? You know what made me stop? What, what just got me off of this? Even even the homie Robert Marlin, he he DM'd me. We talked about it a little while. You know, he kept telling me, you're wasting your time, this and that. That's not even what stopped the conversation. My wife saw, you know, she saw, she, she this is what she asked me. Why are you beating up the keyboard like that? <laughs> you know, when you start typing a little harder, you know what it is. Yeah, why are you typing so hard? I'm sitting here. I mean, you know, a lot of times, y'all know me, because I, I like a good, you know, I don't I don't like to stop either. So I mean a lot of times I'm smiling, but I'm destroying the keyboard. So she you know when I get concentrating like that, like, oh, he must be arguing with somebody online. So she asked me about it. So I said, I was like, you know, turn the laptop around, like, look at this. Look at this, this, you know, what this is what LeBron's doing. I'm just all day, I'm sitting here wondering why LeBron helping his people do something is making white people on social media so mad. You know what she said to me? And this is our quote of the week, and we're going to take phone calls after this. She said, equality equals oppression to privilege. We're not giving her... It's, 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 she, she heard something. She was paraphrasing something she heard before. So if you said anything like this before, we're not giving her credit for that quote. But I looked up a few, and it, it really didn't read like that. She just kind of summed it up in, in as, as little words as possible. Equality equals oppression to privilege. Jimmy, I, I hit her with the with the, with the fill. I say less. Closed my joint. Started doing <laughs> what I was really supposed to be doing, getting ready for the show. Moved on to that, and, and I was done for the day. So um, off of that, we're going to go to the, to the phone. I, <laughs> I just want to say something. I just want to say something real quick. 
when you think about everything in the grand scheme of things, if you've been able to have privilege, you've been able to get away with things and do and, and pillage communities and people this way, and now you're told like, look, we want you to share some of this power with people. I mean, you know, <laughs> scientifically speaking, I I see why they fight for it. I mean, I, I'm not mad at them. I just want to get my own somewhere else because I ain't mad at you. You 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 don't want to you don't want to give up that power. You know what I'm saying? Like you feel like you king. You know what I'm saying? Know. But, you know. Anyway, I'm at sorry. the same you time, you're running around faking and not acknowledging that you know you 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 drink from that tea, like that power trickles they down see, to they you. See the, they wet. see the writing on the wall. Yeah. They yeah. see the writing yeah. on the wall. Their women, their women love BBC, and because of that, they ain't gonna be no more. They see the writing on the wall. Yeah. So that that's that's gonna be one the of news my, network, my the news, news network. The news network it is. I'm about to post that everywhere. News network. As Beyonce says. It'd be awesome. Now they're going to say they women love the news network. They love the news network. When I post this, y'all, and I make shirts and stuff, it's going to be the way she said it. So, you know, F whoever else said it. (laughs) Because it was totally different. Um, Shout out to her. Equality equals oppression to straight up bars. Go to the phone lines, man. We got the homie Tobias waiting. I know he about to curse us out like everybody else cursed us out today for making him wait. What up, Tobias? The bloviating boys. How's it going, gentlemen? <laughs> hey, yeah. I mean, y'all should already know. We was, we was, should already, when we opened the we show you, on some racial stuff, y'all know it's going to be a man, minute before y'all get it. Y'all know that. <laughs> hey, Tobias. What's up, we gentlemen? Give you time to, to, we was trying to give you time to find that, 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 yeah, that, that white female you're looking for to hook you up with that PS5. Hey, if she ain't over 350, I can't get her because I know over 350, she find a PS5 with another controller, with the with the headphones, and another and a couple of lunch titles. I hey, See? I gotta wear that. I wear my Rona mask when I go in. But uh, <laughs> but but man, you talk about some things, right? A couple of things, right? And I'm gonna touch on this Confederate flag thing later, and why I go. But like with LeBron, they try to fight for voter rights, the black voter rights, and all this. Oh, before I say that, make make sure I lose this. The commissioner, we talked about oppression of black people. Hey, black people out there who's scared to make white people mad, he did not say black and brown. He said black. Just keep that in mind when y'all want to lump them together, and they the ones kicking us out of neighborhoods too, and all that good stuff. But that's the hero there. Am I standing sharp? Throughout all, throughout all the dialogue of the day, I, I purposely, I made it a mission of mine not to ever use that term either. Um, people yeah. in the quote unquote brown community, don't be mad at me about it, but we've been kind of using that and and trying to include everybody, you know, this whole and time. We get like, sometimes we gotta fight for ourselves. You know what I mean? Saying it don't mean we don't love y'all. But sometimes we gotta fight for ourselves because we've been doing because this for much longer. We get no benefit. And we get and we get no, and we get, and, and we get no benefit. They say, and they get advocacy for them. I'm not mad yeah. at any other group getting advocacy, but we're like Dr. Claude Anderson would say when when the plane crashed, we put the oxygen mask on everybody before us. So, and, yeah, uh, we've always we've always been forgiving and inclusive. Not not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but sometimes you gotta look out for yourself, man. Yeah, and y'all talk about like all these people like not reading information. Y'all see it on my Facebook page. I get tired of black folks saying, <clears throat> hey, black people not showing up. Well, the reason Trump won. Oh, third party, man. Hey, you voted for Trump. And yeah, I put so, the numbers so out there from their for precious CNN saying that white women majority voted for Trump. Nearly 30% yeah. of Asians. And, when people but, do yeah. that, 
I mean, I've gotten in arguments with a lot of people I consider friends over the whole vote shaming thing. Dude, if 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 it's a ballot, like a presidential ballot, and it has two people on it, if I don't agree with the policies of either person on that ballot, then that portion of the ballot is being left blank. You can vote shame me all you want and kiss my ass too. Like I'm not voting against my, my, you know, my beliefs or, or what's better for me because it's the quote-unquote lesser of two evils or because, you know, we got to get this dude particularly out of office. Look, that's your problem if that's the only thing you're fighting for in America is to get one particular person out of office. And it doesn't matter if he was going against a goddamn doorknob, you're going to vote for it. Like, I'm not voting for a doorknob just because. So, you know, I, I don't know if some of these people still consider me a friend because some people take this stuff very, very, very seriously. Um, I yeah, try to live my life in a way that even if, you know, whoever is in the office isn't the best person for my life, I try to live my life in a way where I try not to allow politicians to control my life or what's going on in my life. I'm not saying nothing's ever affected me or anything like that. I'm, you know, I'm not going to play that card, but I try to do my best to like, okay, that person's in there. I might not like that person, but I'm still going to do this. I'm going to still get mine, whatever, but, but go ahead. My bad. I mean, <laughs> I, I, Yo, he, already, he already, he already calling you uh he already called you Dev Churchill. He gave you a new name. He said, your name is Dev Churchill. <laughs> hey, Y'all got me hyped tonight. If I'm gunning like B. Hey, Austin, you know it's, it's something Speaking different. of Brown, and like, y'all talk about LeBron is vo- like, all this voting stuff, right? Why and why are we still having a Voters voters Act, Voting Rights Act? Shouldn't have been a damn amendment that black people got the right to vote. And this is where, why why do we have black athletes doing what black politicians should be damn doing? We hold LeBron James, all these other athletes, more accountable for what they do or don't do for the black community more than politicians. Yeah, it's great LeBron and some of these like Jalen Rose and have schools. But why in the hell aren't black politicians in black areas pushing for more well, funding to these schools, I mean, better schools? All right, here we go. All right, here we go. First off, most people don't even know who their black politicians are. Most people couldn't tell you who the city council person is, who their state rep is. Most people can't tell you who's on their school, the school board. Most people don't even know who their politicians are. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's a and, fact. And, and, and Jimmy, but, but they should be. Jim, let me that. add something to that. And, and even with that, most people, a lot of them probably still voted. But they just went onto a sheet and just checked everybody that was Democrat. You have no clue who you voted for half the time. I've seen Listen, it. Listen, man. <laughs> I've seen it. Listen, man. I, I remember. I remember. You even done it. Dumbass but, undercat. I've done but, it. <laughs> He's done it. Listen, young dumb Thundercat. Listen, Bob Johnson said when he was running BET, and election time came around, a lot of times uh, people that own networks would like lick their chops because that's when they get a lot of money for those political ads. Mm-hmm. He said the Democrats should tell him like, we, we, you know, you, you, your, your audience, they gonna vote Democrat anyway. Like we not. We know we got your vote. Like he's just straight. Yeah. Told him like, yo, we just, we ain't giving you no bread. We got y'all. We're gonna concentrate already. on these. I'm others. like, damn. Like yeah, and, and look at the numbers because black <laughs> men vote Democrat more than any other group, and black women are the only group that vote more than black men for Democrat. But yet somehow we're blamed for Trump being off the dollar. Stop being scared of white people and blame white women. 
Blame the Latinos that y'all caping for. Blame but, those but Indian right. Asians that y'all caping for. You know what the problem is, though? We allow ourselves to get blamed for that. Do you see how many arguments that, that, that I see between black people telling other black people, oh, it's because you didn't do this. It's all the vote shaming. It's because you didn't do this. The Trump is in office. We allow ourselves to take yeah. that on the chin. There's a deeper issue awesome. at work even there. That's a mm-hmm. part of us believing the narrative about ourselves being mm-hmm. inferior. Even, even the people that I see that are good, upstanding, conscious, hotepping and stepping you know, brothers and sisters, we still buy into the narrative, you're crabs in a barrel. And that always goes back to the old thing we've said many times on this very podcast. Crabs don't belong in a barrel. Black they people put may not really crab black people may not really belong in America because it wasn't by choice. So the system like you're 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 taking shots at other black folks and blaming them for the outcome of their circumstances, which goes back to the hashtag cause All and effect. In you're not talking about the cause. You're talking about the effect and you're ignoring the cause, which makes you as guilty as the supremacists who only want to deal with the effects and never the cause. It's cause and effect. Hey, hey, we love guys. You don't have to beat each other up. I, I, I gotta drop these two things, and I'm gonna run though. But like, I see sports. He's talking about all these black athletes should go to HBCUs. Hey, I'm cool with that. But here's one problem: when you start opening up, letting these players get paid, most black college students go to school on credit. That means they ain't giving up no big endowments to have a locker room name after them. Student loans go to college. They ain't got these endowments like Texas, the Alabamas of the world, with these boosters. Who just giving up money like that? And so that's well, the bigger issue right there, our financials, where we should be fighting for financial empowerment instead of fighting okay. to, get, to get tomatoes thrown at you the bus talk. station. Yep. <laughs> and, but, and, but here's my thing, though. So so should we should we be looking at now building up our boosters? Because that's never a conversation I've heard in our community on any platform. I've never heard that conversation. Like Because so, the thing about Ever. it is, if you look at most black professionals, they come from HBCUs. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, even though we're allowed to go into their institutions, most black professionals, um, you know, uh, we talk about the numbers, still come from HBCUs to this day. With that being said, you know, I don't care what the media portrays. All of us ain't not, all of us ain't struggling. Uh, for the most part, we still, as a, as a as a collective, you know, we we still need and we are struggling. But there's a lot of us that are struggling. With that being said, should we be invested in that thing, Tobias? Because no one's, I've never heard that conversation. No, no one, no one ever talks about it because I believe <clears throat> see, part part of my issue is that, uh, look, if you made as a black person make it, pay it for it, put people on other black people because they will be yeah, around in case they, case they circling around your white supremacy circles around you. And uh, cause I always because I remember it's like I've always kind of defended Michael Jordan on putting people on when I read an article with Jackson years ago. I he hired black people in position at Jordan Brand. He had more black executives than Nike did, that division, and, like, giving people, black people, the Hornets and the Wizards. Hey, it may not have worked out, but guess what? They had the chance to not work <laughs> out. We're not getting the chance. And so let's say it's like – you remember, like, I'm going to use movies as an example. Quentin Tarantino has that same core group that he always has he puts on. Adam Sandler has his own crew. They always go find a role in the movie because guess what? If something happens, 
they there. Hell, Jazzy Jeff is still great friends of Will Silver. Will still put them on, you know, because if something happens, you still have that base that's there. And so that's one thing I say we address ourselves. Yes, you may got the spot, but remember, you cannot be a one-man army in this stuff. And I think that's okay. something that what white supremacy <clears throat> does to us. They try to separate us and make us into one-man army. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're bringing fire tonight, man. I said this before I go about this whole Confederate flag thing. Y'all know mm-hmm. I'm from Alabama. Home of America's team, Alabama, Crimson Tide. But, Home of the flag. But, yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's like a lot of those southern states, the Confederate flag is a part of these police uniforms, these state trooper uniforms. Oh. Uh, they talk about what? southern pride. I hear all these <laughs> white people talk about Kaepernick taking these unpatriotic. Whoa. You know what's unpatriotic? Yo, man. Y'all, y'all got stuff. the traitor rebel flag. Y'all still celebrating oh, my this traitorous. Yo, y'all yeah, wrong, it's, it's, it's on a lot of those uniforms, yeah. And, uh, wow. and yo, like, yo, I hear these white people to buy it. And that's why I need to see that, yo. I need to see no, that. Send saying, me but, a picture of that. The, you know, I already yeah. have this thing. Like, I don't, like, there's a couple states, Alabama, Mississippi, you know, no disrespect to your home. I have no no reason, no want to ever visit them, even though, you know, it'd be nice to see all 50 states. I actually checked Alabama off. I've been in Tuscaloosa's airport for about 35 minutes. Um, Should have got you a shirt. Oh, but dude, if, if I ever now? end up down there and somebody pulls me over on the highway and they have a rebel flag on their arm, I'm I'm just going to text the people I love. But you know, tell y'all but you, know, you know what kills me, though? <laughs> it's like when they talk about, oh, you know, Southern Pride and all that. I'm like, yeah, Cap- y'all mad, white people are mad at Kaepernick, you know, it's unpatriotic. You know, it's unpatriotic, waving the damn flag of those those states that uh, succeeded from the Union of the United they States. That's unpatriotic. Leave. Right, right. Y'all tried to leave America. And they lost. And, and, and here's the, uh, here's <laughs> no, the thing. Yo, they're celebrating losing, yo. I mean, I got that white guy on your page, Deb. I saw that. I wanted to ask yeah. him, would you wave a neck? Would, would you get mad if white people waved a Nazi flag right now? They lost. They wasn't rep- oppressive, but it seems I mean, like they want to convince us to let them keep waving that flag. But the Nazi flag <laughs> is so bad. I'm like, we got oppressed, and we're still facing it now. They probably wouldn't, though, Tobias. Like, I was real concerned today that after a few more minutes, a couple of them dudes are going to start hiling Hitler on our page. So I, I don't really know. <laughs> a, lot of, was, a lot of them do. And my last thing is, I want to say thanks for taking my call, but taking down those monuments, yes, that's nice and all, blowing the flag. The issue is they shouldn't have been up in the first damn place. And I yeah. believe mm. part of it is it's like a change of mindset Tell with us. Because our people were too damn forgiving back in the day. They used God, religion, all this crap on us. Not saying religion is crap, but I'm talking about making us docile. Why they still honoring? It's, it's one thing to have a museum where you tell the story. Because that's Nazi museums out there. Holocaust look, museums look, tell the story. Look, 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 but the look, difference is honoring the world statues and monuments. As soon as we started using violence and started destroying property, everybody started apologizing. I don't know why I want to get yeah, stuff trashed. And you're right because <laughs> I, I know Jimmy's in the owner property. Y'all know the most powerful people in your towns are the business owners. When they say, hey, you need to straighten this stuff out or we're out of here, they're going to move. But we have yeah, to ask my last tax thought. Revenue. Yes, and my last thought is this. Black people, we got to stop said I got two more things because last thought is number five. Forgot. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I'm telling my inner dev here today. But uh, <laughs> but uh, if white people are still mad at Michael Vick, 
if white people are still mad at Kaepernick, hell, white people still mad at OJ. Why should I forgive Drew Brees? Why should I forgive Dabo Swin? To hell with that. I'm sorry. You said what you said with your chest. No apologies needed. It's because dogs, flags, and white women are all above us on the totem pole. Come on, man. Fall in line. You are right. Babe, but you guys, you guys have a great week, man. I'll holler at you guys later, man. And shout out to my girl, Zingo, my page. Go get the PS5, dog. Hey, hey, Jimmy. Shout out to my homie, Zingo, who be fighting everybody on my page. Y'all take it easy. Yo, that chicken Zingo is savage, yo. She be coming at people. Yo, yo, yo. I don't ever want to be. She's on Tobias' page. Man, she, who just like yo? She she's like, yo, she's a rebel and cat. I don't that, like that, ever. They talk that to be on the opposite side of an argument with her because she's going to hurt my feelings. Like yo, they talk that coonery and she don't play no games. She don't hold no punches. You know what she's I'm gonna like, do? I'm gonna go to Tobias's page. I'm gonna go to Tobias's page and 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 um, offer her an invite to our page. I ain't gonna tell her why. I'm gonna just put her on oh. when she starts seeing it. She's just gonna come in firing <laughs> at everybody. Black people, white people. Yeah, she called people she, she called people white dogs, black coons. She don't like, like, coons, she, like she don't, she equal she opportunity. She's just she is savage, yo. All right, let's 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 go to uh we got the homie Naj on the line, man. Sorry for the wait. What up, Naj? Oh, I'm good, man. Just let me cook. That's all I ask, man. I brought the oh, ingredients, got a nice dish for y'all. Here just you let go. me cook, man. First thing first, Dev. <laughs> Don't talk to stupid people. It's that simple. Uh, know, once you man. realize somebody is not qualified for a conversation, you shut that conversation down. There, that's what you got to do. And I, you know, you know, for some reason, when this happens, it always happens on a Thursday when I'm supposed to be putting my energy towards getting ready for the show. I always get off track on some stupid conversation with stupid people, man. I got, I got to learn. You're gonna learn today. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, cook it up. It's, it's, it's all good. So. Moving to LeBron, because I think that one is interesting the way y'all approached it. Moving to LeBron. Look, he saw something wrong, decided he was going to try to figure it You know, act on it. And people started bringing bots through social media, and then all of the unwashed came out to make their comments. No surprise there. The, the issue is this, though. When we have representation that is from the so-called uh, famous class of black folks, Typically, they walk in as a superhero and don't understand the conditions on the ground. So, love LeBron. think he's a good dude. Really, really support that dude. But when you're walking into something like voter suppression, the correct questions to ask yourself are, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm really, 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 I really want to see something happen with this. The next mm-hmm. thing to ask yourself is, okay, who's already doing that work? You see, because when somebody like LeBron moves into that space, it's the famous person. So then the funding starts to go where? Towards LeBron's group. Towards the, the famous person. The yeah. starts to go where? Yeah. Towards LeBron's yeah. group. So the Grassroots people who are already doing put out of business. Exactly. The people who are already doing that work know the lay of the land, know who they're fighting against. You're actually leaving them a little more destitute and actually hurting the cause as far as how effective they can or cannot be. So that so was he should be partnering with LeBron. them. Yeah, exactly. He should be more more than anything. He should be the megaphone that is, you know, championing their cause to let people know where they and are maybe he is. and like, how I, much I, to I, donate and everything. Is that what he's doing? Eh, I don't know. I don't know the specifics. He's, 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 he's starting his own entity. 
this right. whole, whole like, type. Kind of like with LeBron, he started everything kind of gets. It becomes. It kind of gets uh, announced before they even have the details all down. So you know, we we don't really okay. know. But but now yeah. they're right. They but he's but, but starting his own celebrity. Entity. Like I said, those things mm-hmm. already exist. The other thing, Dev, you can't talk about black voter suppression and not call out Republicans. Because let, let's be honest about this: Republicans can win elections with less black people voting. Period. Right. So they've gone through yeah. the cause of voter suppression by this way: voter caging. They use cross check. They shut down polling stations. Uh, they've they've done as much. Look, I waited five hours to vote the other day. They've done as much as get rid of voting machines, send broken like ones. World. Last time, the election down here, they had a warehouse full of voting machines that were never brought to polling places. This is in Georgia. So, you know, that's how they get down. That's how they do one the governorship. And just remember, the Voting Rights Act was about this. Look, these states, because they have huge black populations, have proven to be what? Effective at voter suppression because that will guarantee them wins in the election. So you had to make a federal law to try to stop it. And as you said, it was based on what? It expiring when these, these states uh, showed that their behavior had changed. So the right. minute John Roberts gets in on the Supreme Court, they say, uh, we're not going to renew the Voting Rights Voting rights Act because, you know, we don't have voter suppression problems anymore. The moment that happened, these states started putting up voter ID laws, shutting down polling stations, and putting in cross-check. And for those who don't know what cross-check is, it's an it's a algorithm that searches names. So if you've got a name like Jamal Stokes or Jamal Jenkins, they can say, wait a minute, there's another Jamal Jenkins in this state who already voted. Who already so voted. dispute that mm-hmm. vote that this is not the same person. You see what I'm saying? Works really good against black population, Latino population, and Asian population because of names. So when you talk about voter suppression, there's a book called Rat Fink, a really good book because it kind of gets into this big data age that we're in where they can kind of figure out where people live based on purchases, what's, based what's on the name of the know, book? lifestyle and everything else. Rat, uh, well, I, I don't want to say the F word, but rat F. Uh, check okay. that book out. It, it, gets, <laughs> it gets into some of this digital mapping that they've done to figure out where populations are, and that's where you start getting into gerrymandering, where you see these weird-ass shapes for somebody's district, where they kind of carve out where oh, their people that, are, and then they can send I'm somebody on to the I'm Senate or Congress. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good book, bro. So, so – Love LeBron, you know, I think he's a good it's dude, interesting. but sometimes he needs to slow down and take advice from other people because the people who are doing that work daily and have been doing this for decades, those are the people who need that funding to, to be able to make this fight. Because the way it's looking right now, they're going to do this in November. Right. It's interesting, right? So so it's another great book by uh, Jane Meyer. It's called Dark Money. I don't know if any of you guys read Dark Money. Oh, yeah. But good book. In Dark Money – yeah, she talks about like you know the Koch brothers and 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 how they you know how how evil they are if, if if that's the way you want to look at it, but their their objective is to make as much money as humanly possible and put it behind things that they believe in, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, it's just interesting because that's literally all LeBron is doing. He's doing the same thing. Um, it's just that it's it's looked at different when. One of us do it, right? So I seen the same thing this this week when Bob Johnson, yeah, but, but, you know, but a black man put put, it, put his plan out because they're trying to limit democracy. Where well, I'm he's not trying to open up I'm democracy. Not so it's, I'm it's, not comparing him. I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm not comparing. I'm talking about just putting money behind whatever it is you believe in, right? So oh, I see. I see. They want less government. They want right. less government. Your money. Right? So your money. Your money. Protecting is, your money. Your money is your vote. Now. uh I would say the conversation around voting, 
is is an interesting one because when you inject campaign finance and special interests into it, um, I, I can't see how voting has the same value or potency that it once did. I can't really see where. I guess on a on a on a civic participation level, you know, you vote for your city councilman, your school board members. I get it. I, I can see that. But the higher you go, I would say starting at state and cer- certainly on a national level, I think that policy is bought and paid for. I think it's bought yeah, and paid I for. I think that how, how legislation but, but, is written, but voting still matters because you're talking about numbers. So a super mm-hmm. PAC has way more influence than citizens do. But if you're talking about a mm-hmm. block of a million citizens, that's when it starts to get a little more balanced when you're talking about that. So it's numbers yeah, mm-hmm. versus well, that, that, money. But that's, so voting that's still also has part a, of the problem. a huge like they, they wouldn't spend so much money suppressing votes if voting didn't matter. Like they're doing these right, things a couple, for a reason. Like who's in and who's out. Well, a couple things real quick. I just want to finish the point. The point I was making is I just find it interesting when someone who has resources, who's a black person, puts puts money behind whatever it, whatever their worldview or vantage point is. How it's looked at is an interesting thing to me, right? So when Bob Johnson came up with this whole proposal this week. And you know he had it figured out down to the penny how much each person is supposed to get yada yada yada, just just the way that that's perceived versus when you see people, you know like people in that book Dark Money, how they just take their money and whatever, no matter how evil it is, no matter the fact that they're trying to destroy democracy, just that's their worldview and they put money behind it. How that's looked at, to me that's interesting. Now the thing about the the, the voter suppression, I agree that um, I agree with both of you guys actually. The fact is. Um, I've seen on a local level, I've been in rooms, and I see how, how things get done. And it, it's always, if you don't have no money behind your votes, it doesn't matter. But, and then the reason being is because of what Nod said, right, voter blocks. Malcolm talked about it in the Ballot of the Bullet. And, you know, for those listening, go look the speech up. It's on YouTube, the Ballot of the Bullet. You need to vote in blocks. If you're not voting in blocks, it doesn't matter. And we're so fractured and sec- and we don't, we don't vote in blocks, though. We really do not vote in blocks at all. Yeah, and that's part of the and that, problem. And that, but that, if we that were able to the effectiveness of voting, right, right, that's, that's a great point. Jim. Yeah, like, exactly. There, there, so there's that's, no that's getting part around of the problem that right because the, the money matters. Like, there's no getting around that. Like, you have to deal with it. So either you have a populist movement, and, you, and you're gonna have people get on board and decide you're gonna change things, or you're gonna have a, a situation like the Dems, where the Dems want to have it both ways. They essentially don't want the progressive or thinking people on the left. They want what the mid tier on the left and they want the mid tier from the from the right. So they're gonna to try to create you know, a coalition out of out of those two groups to think they're gonna win an election. And then when they lose and they're gonna blame black people, they're gonna blame progressives, they're gonna yeah. blame Bernie supporters. Like that's the playbook. But you know, why would the they problem, do that? And, and that's part because, of the problem. Oh, hold on tight, Jimmy let me let me let me lay this this because this, this is the part that really I well, think some gotta, people don't get. This, this this is the heavy part. Because if they lose, what happens? They still keep their jobs. The sponsors still sponsor them. All of those people will be ready for the next election cycle. You already got the people to blame, and you keep it moving. But if you bring in a progressive or even a Bernie Sanders or somebody like that, and they win, that means those people lose their jobs because their ideas were wrong. The American people actually did want Medicare for all. They actually do want uh, the, the police budgets to be, <laughs> to be destroyed and changed. Like, those are the type of things that they don't want any part of, and they agree more with Republicans than they do people on the so-called left. So you see the dilemma people are in now. Y'all already said it earlier tonight. Man, 
they got to blaming black folks after 2016 when it's like, wait a minute, dude, you look at the data afterwards. Like, how the hell are you blaming 13% of the population? That doesn't even make sense. But not at all. That's the con they run it. But you know, you know what I mean. All, what, what you what you what you made me think about now is the other day, um, y'all president had tweeted he had tweeted something, and I, I laughed because I actually agree with him. He said he said um, I, I turn on the TV, and I watch NBC. You know, I watch CNN, you know, no matter what I listen to. He said, and all they do is waste their time, you know, just talking bad about me, not understanding that they're destroying themselves by doing so. And it kind of got me to thinking, like, what you just said makes it makes perfect sense. They really don't want the progressive movement, but that's the only way that you're going to actually win. They have no shot at winning because at this point, they're, they're moderate. They're not, like, they're not even liberal. They're, that's the funny thing. People say these liberals, like the, the cats that are in power aren't even really liberal, to be honest with you. Like, they're, they're, they're moderate. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah, that's, so it's, that's, it's, that's it right there on the head. And on, and on Roger Goodell, before I get out of here, on Roger Goodell. Now, of course, remember when all them black folks was clutching their pearls and saying they rioting, they looting, oh, y'all going to get us in trouble. You notice one thing, the peaceful protesters can only move things forward so much. They can only push the Overton mm-hmm. Hill up a little bit. But when you right. see civil unrest, that's when you get action immediately because no nation can exist with the, in the midst of chaos. You can't move they without are. law. You can't have law order. Afraid. So they had to move, and, they, and, and they're getting action right now. Now, that action is going to try to be shaped into the, the so-called blue check mark and uh, new blacks to walk into the diversified positions and say that they represent black people, as we all know that con game well enough. That's going to be their move, and it's up to the kids to keep fighting and make sure we actually get tangible things to push forward and actually change the country, which is what the kids are calling for. So with Roger Goodell, he's doing corporate one-on-one. Hey, you got to come out. and The winds are blowing this way. you got to come out and give the most tepid agreement. Uh, lean, with lean, lean, with the, lean with don't the men. Don't, yep. don't you say that Kaepernick name? And don't you say police. you got to keep mm-hmm. this real up in the air like, yeah, we got a problem with racism in this country. From who? As Deb said earlier, they keep saying systemic, but they never say who the culprits are. You can't have something be systemic without people. So which people <laughs> are you talking about? you got to point right. the finger at the people. And then the other side of this is Roger Goodell is somewhat Machiavellian, and this is a power move against them owners who've been yelling and screaming spittle in his face for the last few years, tried to dump him overboat. Now he's running the ship for a couple of months while this is going on. And we got a, basically a gag order on these racist owners because they're scared to put any of them in front of a microphone of what they scared of what they might say. So Roger's using this as a stick to try to hit Jerry and company in the head and say, I'm leading on this. So, you know, Roger's a dirty, raggedy MF. We all know that. But, yeah. So now he's trying to Damn. take advantage of black people. And as far as, oh, oh, oh the black middle class players, the players who aren't stars, Man, they better hold out for a Godfather deal. You can't have games without without one through twelve, baby. You better hold without out your role for as much as you can, because yeah. I promise you, Absolutely. LeBron and all them go get test kits. They gonna get all the care they need when if something go down. <laughs> so y'all better push for as much as you can, man. And man. I want to see also, who can't shoot in an empty arena, because we're gonna find that out when these NBA stuff start up again. But shooting uh-huh. in an empty arena is totally different from a normal game. And uh, beat them down because every top seed is sweeping all the low seeds. You ain't getting no home cooking no more, bro. You ain't getting no special <laughs> calls, bro. You ain't getting the crowd to cheer you on. We about to see some beat downs. Sweep, 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 sweep. No gentleman, nothing. 
don't miss out on this amazing book. Listen, man, um, NASCAR, NASCAR truck driver. First off, you're a NASCAR truck driver, so you failed right there. Um, <laughs> he could quit over the Confederate. He could quit over the like Confederate flag. Don't nobody watch the truck series. Don't nobody watch the truck so, series. My man mad about his, his Confederate flag. He wants to rep, like, he said he don't care about the flag, though. But he still thinks that, you know, um, NASCAR is going in a bad direction. Let me read his quote. Let me read his quote because there's a lot of irony. I think actually one of the sentences in his quote might be the most ironic quote in the history of America. And this guy's name, we're definitely going to give you your fame. His name is Ray Cicciarelli. So obviously this man is of Italian descent and he's running around, you know, I'm pretty sure he probably was born here, but somewhere down the line, you got some grandparents or something who probably came straight from Italy and you're running around here, you know, mad because NASCAR is banning the rebel flag at their races. Um, So your grandma watched the BBC. This is what he said. She said, well, it's been a fun ride and a dream come true. But if this is the direction NASCAR is headed, we will not participate after 2020 season is over. I don't believe in kneeling during anthem, nor take and, and bear with me because this dude writes as well as a, 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 a kindergartner who doesn't yet know how to speak the language. He said, none of this, there's no periods in any of what I'm saying. Well, it's been a fun ride and dream come true, but if this is the direction NASCAR is headed, we will not participate after 2020 season is over. I don't believe in kneeling during anthem nor taking people right to fly whatever flag they love. I could care less about the Confederate flag, but there are people that do, and it doesn't make them racist. All you are doing is effing one group to cater to another, and I ain't spent the money we are to participate in any political BS, so everything is for sale. Um, excuse the, the language that I'm not talking about cursing. I'm talking about whatever language that was that I just read in that paragraph because it wasn't really the King's English. But what stands out to me, he said this after not using a period or comma, said all you are doing is effing one group to cater to another. Pot, meat, kettle. Dude, they have been effing one group to cater to another since this country was formed. Like, did you really just say that Um, because y'all can't fly rebel flags at a NASCAR race? Do you really think that's catering? This is the symbolic gestures that I've been talking about all week, fellas. Like, in the long run, NASCAR races banning rebel flags does what for us? Any answers? <laughs> Nothing at all. Nothing. All right. Y'all got, yeah. got the floor. I just wanted to ask that question to see if there was any all, all, all I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is, man, shout out, shout out to all, all, all my Italian brothers and sisters, as Cornell West would say. Um, but it's funny because I've seen people on all, all my timeline talk about, like, oh, he's a good one. Don't, don't, like, when people get into arguments and they say, he's, he's, he's not white, he's Italian. Like, um, and there's a long history uh, with with how Italians normally became as well, no have they known to become you know just Europeans. <laughs> they love the news, but here's the thing though: the women love the news. But here's the thing though: at the end of the day, man, you know, um, there's someone who reads. I understand that uh, in 19, I think it was like 1941, Italy and the U.S. were um, at war with each other. You don't guys don't remember that? It's called World War Two. So I'm skeptical of all. 
you know what? I'm, I'm not even going down there. I'm, let's, let's, let's stick to what we're talking about because I'm about to go on a whole different um, train of thought that will probably get us in trouble or get me in trouble. All I'm going to say is this, right? Yo, first of all, dude, Don't learn to read and write. You know what I'm saying? Because you're representing NASCAR trucks. So you got you to gotta, you gotta do better, man. Second Nash of all, truck. yo, y'all Your lost, bum. B. Yo, y'all Nash lost. Truck. Like, yo, y'all literally lost. You want to wave this flag, y'all lost. And, <laughs> and the next thing I want to ask you guys is, yo, when is when is the next Civil War starting? Because it looks like that's where we headed. I, I got a feel that this is like the, the feelings that we have now, the angst, the anxiety. I feel like this is what happened before the Civil War last time. Yeah, I'm going to give a free plug for anybody in the Maryland area. You know, if you need to strap up or something like that. In um, Zynga, Matamba, got you. Y'all can hit up Wilson Brothers Armory, um, you know, black owned in Fort Washington, Maryland. But you ain't heard it from me. Um, yeah, it, 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 it seems like it's, it's about to be inevitable. Just It definitely does. Um, my last thing about this whole NASCAR thing, I, I guess, shout out to Bubba Watson. Black NASCAR driver. Um, supposedly, he's going to drive a car um, that says Black Lives Matter. Um, again, uh, symbolic. <laughs> it's probably going to get you assassinated at the at the park at the at the races. But Bubba, don't. Shout out to Bubba, Bubba is not a news. Bubba is not a news anchor, but he definitely never mind. <laughs> All right, what else? What else happened? Yo, man, my fault, man. I'm sitting here still reading in Zynga, man. Let me get back to the uh, what yeah. happened while we were on the ground, man. She out there like I'm enthralled, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm enthralled. I know, I know people listening like, yo, you care about that, man. Yo, she down with Griselda. Hold up. Russell Westbrook to produce docuseries on Tulsa race rides. Now, I don't understand this because I thought LeBron and Maverick were doing one, but I guess, you know, we can have more than one. Um, LeBron and Maverick owe, owe, owe me a favor anyway from that um that travesty called Madam C.J. Walker, so they got to make up for it. But, yeah. you know, hopefully Russell <laughs> as well. Yeah. That was, yeah. But look, now, this is what I think, because especially because the announcement came like a week after. I'm thinking... Because I I just said this about the about the last thing. Like we know LeBron is that famous. Like they can announce stuff when they really don't even have a plan yet. You know what I mean? Because you know he has the dough mm-hmm. to make it happen. It happen. Um, it's probably a thing where Russell Westbrook probably had this in the pipeline for a long time now, and they came out and said that he probably was like, oh, I mean. <laughs> And a week later, you know, somebody leaked. Somebody in Russell's team probably mad, and they made sure that, you know, it got leaked. The difference in what I'm hearing is LeBron's is a documentary. Russell Westbrook's is a docu-series. And there's always room for different perspectives and how you tell the story. Because like I've said on air several times, I've read three different books about this particular um, uh, moment in history. And I think I, you know, I think since I got it from three different perspectives, you know, it makes for a much better story for me because what this book lacked, this one added, and and vice versa. So I'm down for it all. I'm I'm supporting both. We don't have to pick sides, you know. People will. Russell Uzi, he missed shots. I'm gonna watch LeBron's Joe. 
<laughs> Yo, LeBron man. more efficient. At the, the day, <laughs> At the end of the day, man, I'm just glad. I'm just glad some of our stories are being told because you know we have such um, amazing stories as people, man. So, salute to both brothers, man. Yo, man, your man, y'all, man, Ben Carson says that the NFL players should explain why they're protesting. Um, ben, he ben, Carson should, ben Carson oh. should explain why he hates himself. Where ben Carson should just expire. Yo, is that where he been? The more he talks on the question, man, because he was a hero and that book was like powerful, but I don't know if it's real, man. They even made a B movie about the ball, man. He was definitely, you know, he was knife hands Ben, whatever they called it. Yo, he was like I don't Larry know if it's, it's real. Or, or, you know, or you could be one of those guys who just a savant. You know, some people are so talented in one space that they just absolutely completely lack in another space. You know what I mean? Like, I, dude, I've always thought that about most of the professional athletes that I've actually sat around and talked with about sports. And and a lot of people, you hang on that. Like, oh, oh this guy, he's a, he's a professional. He's been in it. He's saying this and that. Yo, certain guys that we've spoken to during our time doing this and just guys that I met and hung around prior to us doing this, I'm like, yo, you don't know a goddamn thing about sports. Like, you don't even know about basketball, and you're an NBA yo. player. Like, it's yeah. I'll never forget. I saw a John Gruden interview, and the boss said, I'm terrible at everything in life. All I know is football. He said, yo, I'm a terrible yeah. husband. I'm the worst yeah. father. Yeah. I'm bad with my money. Like I eat terribly. And I was like, "Yo, he was killing him. He was he was cooking himself." He was like, "Yo, but I know X's and O's better than anybody." He's like, "That's all I know. I know nothing else." I was like, "Yo, your life's trash." Anyway, um, shout out to Trav <laughs> Best for all that dumb shit he was saying on my couch back in like '98. Um, <laughs> oh, Trav. <travel. laughs> <laughs> I ain't that. That's 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 the only. Yo, that is no human. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> went crazy. He was blaspheming a little bit Yo, on um, AI. I, mean, I was like, come on, guys. That was personal. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, listen, though. Y'all out of pocket tonight, man. Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua agree on a 2021 two-fight deal. They only agree because yeah. both of them know that the whole, the whole world still going to be closed down next year. Hopefully not, yeah. but, you know. The, the crazy mad, part about this, I mean, and I know they do this in boxing, so you know it's kind of a, a, a you know it's kind of a practice, but it's still a little disrespectful because Tyson Fury, first of all, you, you know the the Bull Wilder, he exercised his right to a third bout, um, so he's supposed to do that, and he has uh, a mandatory title shot against somebody else. I forget the name of this guy. So he has two guys, really, that he has to beat before you even get to this two-fight deal. But they already like, you know, them dudes, they garbage. Um, so shout out to him. I mean, hopefully we, we get to see it. Hopefully it's on Dazon. Once, once the play goes away, shout out to Donald Trump. That's what he called it on his live news uh, report yesterday. Once the play goes away, I might finally make that investment to Dazon. <laughs> Yo, man. If he walks through Wilder again and the other boy and then, then goes through Joshua, like, you may have to start giving the boys props. But, yo, um, I left. I caught it to play. Like, when totally. goes away. It's like a three-horse race in this heavyweight division. Yeah, I know. I know. It definitely is, man. Like, yo, but we want to start giving that boys props, man. 
Yo, boy said when the plague goes away. I ain't hear that when yo. What's wrong with this boy, man? Yo, no, yeah. I, I said when it goes away. What he said yesterday, he was talking about because he had he <laughs> he had a couple of raccoons up in his office singing his praise <laughs> on on a live broadcast. Um, yo, some of them were sh- shameless. They were they were so shameless that they were shameful. Um, one woman she professed to be Republican, but she still kind of challenged him. And after she made the longest diatribe of anybody in there, because everybody else was just interested in, you know, getting the sweat off the bull balls, um, she she said a bunch of stuff, and he pretty much ignored everything she said and ended the, the press conference right after she spoke, so he didn't have to say anything, you know, profound. Are you talking out of turn? No, I think we're all <laughs> talking much. together. I normally don't do interview with women unless I fornicate with them. Yeah, I'll sum that up. So you shouldn't talk anymore. Unless you want to, you know, be 30. <laughs> what, Yo, what so during this, this he was like, he was, he was talking about job growth. He was like, well, you know, I had, had the best unemployment uh, numbers of any president ever. Um, before the plague came, I'm like, yo, did he just call it the plague? <laughs> Dude, just yo, call it the plague. yo, a couple, a couple things real quick. First off, I just, I just literally for the first time heard when we just put that clip, her response. She was like, uh, like yo, she was completely confused when Mike said that. She's confused and scared at the same before, time. Like, yo, I never, I never before heard her response to just now. It, it shouldn't be funny because that's very uh, Mike was way too aggressive. Mike could never get that off in 2020. But um, that's the one thing. The second thing. Um, speaking of the plague, right? I just, I just like, I just want to, you know, shout out to Al Gore real quick because without Al Gore's internet. Could you imagine going through this pandemic without, like, you know, the ability to talk as much issues as we talk and still be able to, like, you know, get work done by, you know, the the internet? So we just got to send a shout out to Al Gore. Yo, back in 19, was it 1918 when they had the last pandemic? Yo. Yeah. What was they doing? Dying. Couldn't get no tweets off. Yeah, I know, right? You know what I'm saying? It was just coming out of nowhere. You didn't know why. You just died in the street. (laughs) Well, at least now we know what no Like no, <laughs> we get we get information White just like that. Watching. So, so every time watching. they contradict themselves and change what they know about the the virus, you know, we know right away. Back then they just they just died. Yo, absolutely insane, man. Yo, so um, those are the stories and things that happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Nae. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, what I love in hip hop, y'all. What I love in hip hop, man. I know, I know. They shut down in the middle of Atlanta season. I mean, wasn't that good to begin with, but definitely was. It definitely was trash this year. (laughs) It definitely was trash. You know what I mean? So uh, we're gonna let y'all know what happened on this date in sports history before we get out of here. Before I do that, just want to let you guys know that Blue Horseshoe loves Anacott Steel, but. Uh, this date in sports history is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Well, for dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. Top quality, results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices. And yes, financing options are available. So you can put something on it. 
and put something else on it every month. So visit digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. And for discounted rates, be sure to tell them War Room Sports sent you. Um, crazy. We always use that spot to diss, um, <laughs> um, like Wix. Yeah, they stop mm-hmm. been doing those songs. That is it, you know what I mean? Because people sitting at home doing that now. That's why I said blue horseshoe loves Anacott Steel. Facts me that we might have to keep crapping on them, but we might see what's Yo, up. Shout, shout, out, shout out to OnlyFans for helping women provide for themselves during Woo! the pandemic. All right, man. We support you. We about to get on out of here, but we just wanted to give our last piece of news that's uh, that fits the theme of this evening's episode, the theme of the news that makes them mad. We want to let you guys know that on this date, June 11th, 1959, Charlie Sifford became the first African-American to play in the U.S. Golf Open. I'm pretty sure on June 11th, 1959, that made them mad as hell. So look, man, let's get out of here, John. Listen, Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody, people in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter. Shout out to our group chat. All the people that called and got through, we appreciate it. Those we couldn't get to, we definitely apologize. Tune in next week, live right here on demand, as we catch you up on everything going on in the world of sports, whatever that may be. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we know it ain't too much. But until, until then, enjoy your weekend and start next week. Please stay safe. Be considerate of others, and we'll see you right back here next time. Catch all of our conversations, all of our social media, all of our content, everything at the hub, which is warroomsports.com. Also, get my book, Sports the Book, at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. But until the next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top.
www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.